House of Low is a sanctuary for finding connection to your truest essence. House of Low invites you to be the creator of your own life, embracing the unknown and accepting what the universe has in store for you. House of Low is a haven for abundance, beauty, connection, freedom, where your soul's yearning for more is met with the deep belief that there is enough on this earth for everyone to thrive. House of Low is a community that holds space for your next evolution. Even when your world is seemingly crumbling around you, you are unstoppable. House of Low guides you to your eternal spirit, allowing you to fully come home to yourself within yourself, holding all the new things that the universe will open up for you. House of Low is birthing a spiritual renaissance, setting the stage for your own personal rebirth through victory and wisdom. Enter into the House of Low and step into the flow of miracles, magic, and synchronicity. You're safe here. House of Low, a sanctuary for the soul. I'm Lo, your host, and it's an honor to share this space with you. Thank you for listening. Truly, it is time for us to activate heaven on earth. Welcome in. Today's episode is a testament to divine timing and like-minded souls meeting by the grace of the divine. And I am so, so honored to welcome Christine Sarno finally to the House of Low podcast. She is a heart-centered financial coach and leader in all things money and healing money and our relationship with money and starting to actually co-create and partner with money, right? And we know that this is a big conversation on the House of Low podcast and our whole company is is really here to spread abundance consciousness. And so in particular, this episode is going to be near and dear to my heart. Christine, thank you so much, my love, for being here. Oh, Lauren, thank you for having me. I'm so honored and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and with your community. So thank you for having me. Thank you, love. I would love for you to give, you know, a little bit about your story and and really what led you into discovering that this was your mission on earth at this time. Uh, Well, appreciate the question. And really, my story has a lot to do with my own childhood experience, right? Growing up in, in a household where money was, it was a very volatile topic, It was, you know, I'm a daughter of a mom who is an immigrant from Taiwan, and she married my dad when she was very young. And it was a beautiful love story. And, you know, with all deference to my parents, right, my father, he had his own very challenging journey with alcohol addiction. But let's, you know, just kind of suffice it to say that, you know, grew up with a scarcity mindset, mom grew up very poor. So there was a lot of fear and trauma and attached to money. And then with my dad and with his addiction issues, it was very feast or famine. And, you know, so growing up and just experiencing, you know, a lot of negative emotions that I didn't even realize as a very little girl at the time, like, you know, emotions like, you know, anxiety, stress, power struggle, lack, you know, we could go down the list. It kind of framed my worldview on money, right? And functioning very much from kind of like the subconscious through my childhood into like early adulthood until I realized the impact it was having on me. And it's become a lifelong journey of my own, right? To heal that, reframe that and have a whole different, beautiful relationship with money. And then now I want to enable others 
to experience the same. Mm. Wow. So beautifully articulated. And thank you for sharing vulnerably about your story. You have such a uh, magical energy. I'm sure people tell you this, but you know, we all feel, I feel energy so deeply. I'm sure you do too. And wow, your soul is really magical. <laughs> I just have to tell you that. Um, thank you. Yeah, you are someone I would absolutely trust to coach me in the realm of money. And that's where I want to really go next. There's such a distrust with money in our culture. And the statement that the divine channeled through me, because I'm not this smart and I don't take credit for it. I am a channel is like, I seriously last year was in a conversation on a podcast and all of a sudden this statement flowed through me. And now it's going to be something I speak on in my talks, which is, it's a bold statement, which is our culture has flawlessly kept us trapped in fear and scarcity. Because when you keep people trapped in fear and scarcity, you can control them. And I do feel that we're all sort of being puppeted to anchor deeper into scarcity while there's a subset of people on earth that profit from us all being in fear and scarcity. Now, we're not victims. This isn't to blame them. This is matrix life, right? This isn't one person that created this, but there is a lot of cultures and people around the world that would like the current systems of scarcity to remain in place. And so when people like you and I start digging into the money issue, which we know penetrates relationships, health, vitality. It is literally the number one barrier to people feeling free on earth. Because if we don't, money and relationships, I think are one and the same because it's often the thing that can break relationships mm. any kind, right? So the I talk a lot in circles I'm in and with coaches I've worked with where it's like, the more you heal money, your relationships heal, or you can call in higher conscious relationships, right? So money is just, clearly a big, big challenge for all of us. And here, and here's money as an energy because us kooky spiritual people, we all say money's just energy. Money's like, I just want to go where I'm welcomed and trusted. And so, <laughs> you know, and then do we even believe that there's enough for everyone? And what I teach and preach is abundance consciousness. There is enough for everyone. There is plenty. Yeah. When you are tuned into source and manifesting from the infinite, you're not living in a recession. So we're all creating these new realities because we've all, a lot of us have been pushed to our limit and we're old souls and we know this is all sort of programming. Like the more you awaken, you you, you see it, the whole thing, right? Right. And so where do you start with people in terms of evaluating their relationship with money, the current state that they feel towards money and, and where that sort of distrust stems from? Sure. I mean, thank you for sharing. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I understand what you're saying. And, and my personal relationship with money is that we are deserving. It is our birthright to be an overflow. It exists. Yes. Right? But, we have to, right? but we have to choose that. We have yeah. to create that from inspired action, not from a place of fear, but from expansiveness. Yeah. 100%. How about infinity percent? Okay. So that in and of itself is really important. But to answer your question, you know, one of the things having come from the traditional advisory background as a licensed, former licensed financial advisor, there's this mindset that this industry has where it's like, if we throw a plan and tactics, right, at somebody, to help them achieve their goals. Like that's the end all be all in in terms of the solution to their financial questions or financial issues. And I think that that is a subset of different tools that are out there that we can use to help someone guide or guide them along the path. But where I start is we start at the, like, like really at the root 
We have deep discussions. I have deep discussions with my clients about what the relationship with money has been throughout the course of their life, what feelings and emotions come up when they think about money, right? Yep. And we start to really dig deep because until we can kind of clear, how about this? Identify, address, embrace, clear if we need to clear, right? Some of these blocks, if you will, it doesn't matter. Best financial plan, the most optimal investing strategies, whatever it may be, is just stuff on paper. Yeah. So so really, really important that we focus on that first. Wow. Yeah. And I can tell you've really done this work for, you know, to you like a long time. I don't know what the time is, but I can tell you've dug you've dug deep with many, many people. And that's what's I mean, in order to really live this, one has to practice it every day, right? And so where I'd love to go next, we talked a little bit before we recorded about how you really advise people differently than the industry. And I'm not surprised because you're definitely a uh, spiritual leader on this planet and you're here to bring through ways of being and relating to money and, and creating our lives with money in, a, in ways that don't exist, like new blueprints, new earth activated. So when you talked a little bit about like, helping people dig into their emotions around money and how they flow with it or constrict or contract or open up. Talk to me about that and your philosophies there and also what you've learned from working with your clients as you crack their heart open, right? To deeper at how they feel around money. Right. I think it's really important. Look, you know, it's, it's, there's different modalities in terms of, of helping individuals through, you know, you want to call it psychological, you want to call it emotion-based, all of that, right? But for me, it's it's super important to create a safe container of trust, right? Where I am an open book and I speak very freely about the traumas that I went through as a child, right? And the experiences that I had. And I think there's a level of, she understands I'm not being judged right? I'm not being criticized. There is no one person is better than the other. It's like, we're all human. We're all connected here. And that whatever they've experienced, right? They are safe to share that with me in this safe, confidential container where they feel protected and loved, right? And I've had clients share very like, you know, deep traumas with me around money, you know, we rather than go down like the list of these types of things, but just to, to help them understand that it's okay, you know, and that's that story. We can heal a lot of those experiences, right? And we can take new thoughts and new feelings into the process, right? Of implementing new money strategies, right? And, and attaching, let's, if we can release fear, if we can release anger, if we can release frustration and stress and anxiety, and we can attach and ex- learn to experience something new with money, right? That's, we're going, we're, we're going in the right direction. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. That is absolutely true. And, you know, when you dig into these deeper beliefs, I know for myself and for many people I've worked with, you know, you realize how uh, money really brings out the ugly in people and really brings out the shadow. And it really can bring out our worst tendencies, which we know is not the pure version of our soul. That's like the human, scared, inner child, all the things, right? And I think that there's a lot of people awakening to 
the need, like almost through dark nights of the soul or really, or a lot of things falling apart in their life related to money. And they're realizing, whoa, I need to be operating very differently. And I would love to hear how you, I mean, again, there's many, many ways, but I would just love to hear your perspective on what is the optimal way for someone listening right now that's like, all right, give me a starting point then. If I'm supposed to change, if I need to change the way I relate to money, if it's really holding me back and really making me feel trapped in my life and not free, which is what we really all just want. Right, right. What? Where do I start in terms of embodying a whole different way of thinking about money and really relating to money? Well, I think part of it, you know, at the path of least resistance, and I think the path of flow is identifying who's in your life, right? Pay attention to what's going on around your inner circle. If you've got a lot of people that have very fear-based limiting beliefs around money, look, parents, right? Well-meaning parents that say, hey, you know what? Don't make that money move because these are these horrible things could potentially happen. Or, you know, a parent that lived through fear and scarcity, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form dismissing that, right? Because those are real experiences. But if they say money is bad and you can't trust the rich, and if you're wealthy, you know, right? So all of these limiting beliefs, if you find that you're surrounded by that, I really want you to take a moment and start to create space from this. These are not individuals that you might necessarily want to lean on when you've got money fears or money stresses, okay? And I want you to kind of assess who in your life embodies the opposite. And if there isn't somebody in your life that embodies the opposite, all right, we need to take a moment's pause and start to either find that community or create that community, okay? Once we decide we want to become a student of something different, the masters appear, okay? Yes. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Watch out, Colin and the Ascended Masters. Yes, it's very true. And the teachers and the people on earth that yeah. are going to help us. And I think that a lot of people are are seeing the old models slowly but surely. They're falling apart. They're dissolving. Whether people are consciously aware of that or not, or subconsciously aware, we're all feeling it. And, and I, I think Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. I was just going to say, I mean, I I didn't intend to interrupt you, but like the first thing that came to mind is that, you know, there's all this, it's interesting how the media wants to continue to play into fear, right? But there's this, there's this, all of this fear around how AI is going to replace, right? A lot of jobs and a lot of maybe say even, even skilled white collar professionals, whether it's, you know, in, in the legal space or the financial services space, right? Right. And what I find interesting about that is I don't look at that as something to be afraid of. I just feel like there's an opportunity to socialize and enable individuals with so much more empowering information. And at the end of the day, what that does is it leaves more space or creates more space for the human awakened, expansive energy to step in and amplify that. Yeah. A lot of that information, if you think about it, like you think about like strategic investing strategies and the types of investing tools that were available, like a lot of the stuff from a consumer standpoint, like being able to open up an account and, and invest in like a mutual fund and ETF. And I'm like getting into like, you know, but sure. I'm just saying a lot of this stuff you really didn't have access or understand. No. So you spoke with somebody who is doing it for you and getting paid for it. Yeah. Okay. And now suddenly, you know, the internet 
comes into play. And now there's more tools to enable the individual to empower themselves and be able to make their own decisions and choose. And so anyway, I see technology as a way to kind of help disrupt that paradigm that you've described in the beginning of our conversation, Yeah. right? And create more for us, but it's going to challenge people who are focused on being in the light. It's going to challenge people to lean into what makes being a human so important, right? Yes. And creating more connection and kind of collective consciousness and support for one another, right? With the advent of technology. So I celebrate it. Mm, Could not agree more. I celebrate it too. I've always said that even before my awakening, just I always consciously knew that there's two things that will that literally the most intelligent robot in the world could never replace, which is the only thing the human mind can do, which is strategy and creative. You can't replicate that because you can't, and also robots can't have emotions and emotions are our number one superpower in this plane. We know that we all struggle with our emotions, but it is in fact the biggest piece to earth. I mean, other dimensions just don't have emotions. And I think a lot of people are having to learn that it's not so much about every emotion we have making a choice from there because we know life would be chaos. However, our emotions are signals, are it's information of like, what is out of alignment? What's in alignment? What lights me up? I've been trying to do, because we all know the hard emotions and you know we've all had to go deep into that, but I've been trying to play with like, when I feel really good, I need to pause and be like, what's making me feel good right now? What am I right. doing? What am I wearing? Where am I? What did I do today that might have kept my energy really even keeled? <laughs> did I right. have some green juice? Because that does help me. Right. Not gonna lie. And so I really want us to all pause and pay attention to when you feel really good, when you feel expansive, when you feel like there's endless possibilities, when you feel creative. There is not one shred of technology that I would argue the higher realms would ever even allow to happen on this planet, although we know humans are powerful in their own right when they're operating from the shadow. But, you know, there's just not one piece of technology that will ever replace the soul in a body plugged into the infinite. And people go into meditation all the time and get these crazy downloads, quote unquote. It's because they're plugging into the infinite. So I'm with you. Like, and I think lightworkers, we all have to kind of lead by example in how are we consciously using the technology? It's like right. anything else, you know, you anything we have access to as humans is always going to get to go through the filter of our shadow or our light, right? Food. We can eat food and consume food in a shadowy way where we're overeating, we're overconsuming, we're nervous, we're this, our emotions are, are making us all out of alignment. And then we can also eat consciously. Technology is no different. We consume technology, we use technology, and it still has to go through, like you said, our consciousness, and we have to choose to be in a higher consciousness, no yes. matter what we're operating with. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and light workers that are that have spiritual businesses are really going to be, like you said, challenged with this again and again, because everything is about full circle coming back to our heart, everything. Right, and right now, I think what part it partly is happening too with the technology, but there's shadow and light with it is that it's making people be more empowered because everybody has a voice now. Everyone has a microphone and we can see the chaos with that. But that's the point because we're in the age of Aquarius. We are all having to tune in to our impact on the collective. What's your perspective on all that? Well, I mean, I amen, sister. I mean, you summed it up beautifully, right? And as I listen to you talk about technology, right? Because we we kind of went in a different direction, we can circle it back and say, 
the same perspective on money. 100%. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Right. I think with money specifically, this is hard to articulate because I still am, you know, I'm sure you're like me where as you navigate working with people in this area and you yourself have to take certain risks with money and live from this place, right? Because right. God asks us, asks us to lead by example with money. So as an example, I just relaunched my brand. I invested 30,000 in the rebrand. And then the divine's like, you're going to do a big rebirth party. And so I did a huge party last week for 250 people that was planned in three weeks that also cost me like 25,000 in addition. So now I'm almost 60,000 into the rebrand and I am just in full trust. And I don't, and there's a piece of my ego that's like, Oh God, can we really? And the divine's like, are you going to go back to the old ways? Or are you going to trust me fully in how I've shown you that this was all in alignment to you, not only leading by example, because we have to go first, like we have to be the ones that take the leap. And then everyone goes, how did you do that? And then you can teach it. Right. right. For me, even in the last few days, I'm like, gee, I, you know, cause I, I'm not irresponsible with money either, but again, I'm always going to ask this Can people get mad, but it's like, who decided that? Who said that that's the right way to go with money? Who gets to decide how much we work every day? Is it 14 hours? Is it seven days a week? No, I want to redefine hard work. I want to redefine how we spend money and save money and circulate money. For Mm. me, I think it's coming back to intention, which I know you teach a lot about. Like, what is our intention with the money we have? For me, number one, I really do believe I'm worthy of living a life of freedom, like real freedom, not oh, like I'm still kind of chained to my business and I'm still a victim here. No, no, real freedom moment to moment in flow, in a flow state. Second, I'm here to redistribute wealth. I don't want to hoard wealth. I want to circulate wealth. I want to make other people wealthy. And third, which they're kind of all equal, I want to bring money to organizations that are actually making changes for the betterment of Mother Earth. Because Mother Earth's like, I'm going to be here, but y'all need to like get your act together. It's just what it is. And I think humans are very arrogant, you know, very arrogant and and very much like if I have all this money, I have power. You actually don't. And COVID showed everyone that. COVID showed us more than anything that what we do does affect the person next to us, whether we like it or not. And I think with money, sometimes there's there's people that hoard wealth and and put themselves in this cocoon in their mansion and think they're protected. And then something like COVID happens or a natural disaster. And they're like, oh shit, I'm not as protected as I thought. Even though I have millions of dollars in the bank, it does not matter because you're still a soul in a temporary body and you won't be here forever. So I think like part of what makes me take risks like that is I'm like, why wouldn't I? And is it a risk? I don't know. You know? Well, how do you choose to define it? I mean, I would have defined it if I were in your shoes as an investment. It is 100% it is. Right? And as as an an investment that's coming from such powerful intention, like you've already said to the universe, these are my objectives from my heart, from my deepest soul. And I'm using money, which is just, it's, it's a form of currency. There's no meaning or energy attached to it, except what we, what we decide, right? And, and, and you're saying, this is the purpose for these dollars. And I feel so good about it. So Lauren, how can that be wrong? There's no, I mean, right. So, so I love that you said that. And I think, you know, that to your point, there is such a finite, a mindset of like finite resources that it's obviously created lots of havoc and, and unjust in this world. Right. 
Absolutely. So part of part of what I challenge myself with in a, in a beautiful way and the people that I work with is, is learning how to reframe that, yes. you know, right. and understanding that, you know, money is just kind of like it flows through me, right? It's not meant to just come to me and I do this with a white knuckled grip. Yeah. It's meant to flow through me. It's a very fluid thing, right? Because it will keep it just comes back. That's the natural flow of it, you know? So, so if, if, if we do this, right, we hold on to those fearing, uh, feelings of lack and those feelings of limited resources. And, and guess what? The lives that we live will embody all of that, yeah. right? Surprise things are going to, surprise bills are going to come up, you know, the uh, plumbing line to the street's going to, you know, I'm just like, oh. the crap's going to come up. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. And 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 we are actually going to be creating that reality for ourselves. So it's all about, right? Connecting to just source in in that powerful way and understanding that like you said we're here and we're using money as a tool, right? To create not only beautiful lives for ourselves but for others. And so that in a, in a nutshell if 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 we can get to that wonderful place, we won't second guess yeah. our money decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. I felt that deeply. And I love how you said we're using money as a tool. What if we just looked at it as a tool and we stop putting all these heavy emotions and energies on money? Again, money is a neutral energy that's like, believes yep. everyone's worthy of receiving it. But if we're blocking it, which we all are unconsciously or consciously, it's going to be harder, like you said. And it's funny when you were talking before, I heard that this kind of investment is a testament to self-belief. I heard my guide say that. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like this is a testament to me believing in myself. So I ask you listening, do you believe in you enough to invest in working with Christine, for example, in a coach that will help you break down your money bullshit? <laughs> like, uh, will you look at investments differently? Will you save differently? Will you look at how you're circulating money and, and working with it, not against it? And I do feel, I do feel like, you know, everyone loves the end story of the success and this and that, but I'm in a space where it's like, I'm in that void where it's like, I've done all these things. I followed the guidance. I trusted my intuition. I trust God above all else, above all else. And I just, we just, we wait patiently. We continue to take the next best step, inspired actions every day. And when it drops in, all of a sudden it's like miracle, which we know it is, but we did contribute. Again, law of attraction. We could, like I contributed. Whatever yep. success comes our way at my company, it will be because of these risks that were taken that with no guarantee. So I love that. I mean, the way you put it is so just like beautifully put. It's, it's, it's so important. But at the end of the day, as you've shared, like we have to make that decision. We have to choose. We have to feel that intention, right? We get to choose that at any moment. That's the beauty of it. Oh my gosh. Such a beautiful place to bring us to the close to the end. I truly am so grateful. And like I told you, I really want to connect with you one-on-one. -on -one. I need to know all the things and way more about you. Cause I just feel like you're you're such a leader, but you're also just such an incredible person. I can feel how pure of heart you are and we need, we need you. So thank you for the work yeah. you're doing. Yeah, for real. I mean that I have a couple rapid fire questions that kind of tie in our conversation and get people to know a little bit more about you. So the first question I have is what makes you feel most abundant? 
Oh, what makes me feel most abundant? I love this. I think it's just being with the people that I love. Yeah. My kids, my, my, my love partner. It's, it's when I'm, you know, there's just that, that to me is, that's like everything. (laughs) Sure is. It's all that matters. It's all that matters in the end. That's for sure. That's beautiful. What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? Oh my gosh. The ritual that makes me feel gorgeous. I'll tell you something. Yeah. It's literally having just my personal quiet time in the morning, right? Yes. Lighting a candle, having quiet meditation time. I'm an early riser. Me so too. Sometimes, yes. so sometimes it's dark, but there's just something about being in the stillness of it. And when I finish a meditation, like I, I just, there's that, you know, you know, when somebody is just centered and grounded and there's a peaceful energy, it's such a beautiful thing to witness, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could walk off the page, you know, you could walk off the cover of a magazine, but if you're like stressed out and just feeling hard, I, that, that's not going to be very beautiful. Do you know what I mean? So that's anyway, that's, I know it's a rapid fire question thing, but I had to elaborate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sacred morning. I wouldn't give it up for nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So magical. That's the day. That's the day. That's the whole tone. I'm with you. Last question. What is something you recently purchased or you, you know, spent money on that you would be open to sharing that really lit you up that you were like, wow, like this just felt good to spend money on this. Hmm. I would say only because it brings me so much joy. I mean, it was a recent, it was a recent trip to Japan. Mm. It was, it was spending money on travel and, you know, eating where we want to eat, checking out the sites we wanted to check out just the freedom of exploration. Like I love travel so much. And so I don't, you know, it's interesting because there's no judgments in how, what we find joy in and what we want to spend on. If it, you know what, if it's a Gucci bag, fabulous, right? If it's like, you know, a luxury car and that just is your jam. Amazing. Like basking. And for me, when I travel, like I don't, I, I enjoy spending frivolously, like yummy yeah. restaurants and you know, yes. maybe, you know, great tours and travel tours. And especially with my loved ones, because that to me feels like just joy yeah. and abundance and wealth, like the experience. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so our joy, abundance and wealth. Yes, and, a, and, a, and a buttload of ramen. That's right. <laughs> It's funny because now you're another oracle the universe is using to tell me to go to Japan. God tells me where to go and I go. I keep getting the guidance to go there like like soon. So I'm I'm really guided there. And I mean, TMI, maybe for some people listening, but Kwan Yin's like one of my main guides and, and she's she's not Japanese, but like I just feel very drawn to Japan and, and other Asian cultures. I want to go to Hong Kong. And I think that we're we're seeing a lot of um, Eastern medicine and ancient practices come to the surface. I'm sure even your background, your Taiwanese background, like there's so much history and sacred history and practices yep. from, you know, to bucketed Asian cultures, but even within sure. all, right? And so I really feel that that's, that's what's coming more. In the spiritual space, I'm seeing it more and more. And I'm really grateful for that. And I think that's why I'm being guided to Japan because I think there's a lot of sacred teacher practices and energy there. And so I'm so happy to hear that you had such a, a magical time and you're a, you're a woman after my own heart. We would travel well together. Cause that's how I, <laughs> <would>. <laughs> I 
And I'm like a wanderlust. I'm with you. I feel like when you travel- Don't threaten me with a good time, Lauren. That's right. Oh, <laughs> and we would have too much fun. But I feel like when you travel, you plug into abundance and the infinite. Like it's like you said, just giving yourself that radical permission to be free, mm. you know, and just go where you want, experience what you want, just soak it all, bask in it. You use my yeah. term earlier. I'm like, whoa, we're like, we're we're on the same page. I was like, yes. <laughs> so- that is so magical. And I'm sure you learned a lot too, that you bring back and whether we're conscious of it or not, it's, you start to infuse these experiences into your purpose and life and family. And it's just, there's nothing like traveling. If for anyone listening, if you want to shake up the energy in your life, if you're feeling stagnant, if you feel like money is sort of stagnant, go travel. It's crazy what it opens up for us. So I'm so happy you ended on that note, love. Thank you. Lauren, thank you for having me. This was a very magical conversation. I appreciate you so much. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you so much. I would love for you to let people know how they can work with you, where they can follow and connect with you and anything you have going on right now that you'd like to plug here. Oh, thank you for that too. So if anybody's interested in learning more, you can check me out on my website, www.christinejoyluxarno.com. I'm also on Instagram, Christine Joy Luxarno, as well as Facebook. And really just, you know what? Take your time. You want to get to know me, subscribe to my newsletter. I've also got great resources where you can connect with me, even on a weekly basis. I offer a weekly live kind of coaching safe space for women specifically right now. Uh, We meet every Thursday morning and you can just come and just have a chat. You can bring money questions. You can share maybe some fears or concerns that you're having, or you just want to connect with me and other wonderful like-minded women. And we're just here to support each other. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to encourage your community to just take it one step at a time, right? And connect. And then we can talk a little bit more about how we can work together because I do do one-on-one and group coaching, but this is the easiest way um, to find me and, and start to get to know me. So powerful. Wow. That's an amazing like thing you created for that kind of connection. And I recommend everyone listening to join that. I'm certainly going to. And I actually am getting like, I feel that you and I are supposed to co-create something. So if I'm lucky enough, hopefully we will very soon. And I would love for you to come speak to my community for sure. I cannot say this enough. I, I don't have this experience that often, although we know a lot of us are finding each other on earth, but you are magical. <laughs> like I hope you know, like you just are such a magical, powerful soul. And like anyone who works with you or knows you is so lucky to be in your energy. And I feel honored to have been in your energy. So thank you, Christine. Lauren, thank you. I'm honored as well. And thank you for this gift. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Until next time. With my deepest gratitude, thank you for listening today. Thank you for being here with me and the incredible souls that I'm honored to have these expansive conversations with. I pray you remember your divinity. I pray you know that you're here for a big mission. I pray you realize your gifts are a gift to this world and that you just being you is enough. I pray you know you are worthy of everything you deeply desire and that the higher realms and the magical, mystical forces all around you are guiding you. Allow them to trust yourself. You have a spark of the divine in you. Act accordingly.